All right, welcome in to another edition of Region Roundup. This is James Boyd here with Robbie Weinstein, <laughs> or Weinstein is the proper way to say it for those of you who don't know. Um, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done the pod. Um, a lot has happened. Sorry, we've been actually very busy and, and just trying to keep up with all the uh, fall sports moving to the postseason. We'll start off with um, cross country. Um, I, I was out at the Hebron uh, sectional this past weekend, and Low uh, sweeped the individual uh, wins. Um, Gabriel Sanchez won on the boys' side to defend the sectional championship, and then Karina James won on the girls' side. She's a sophomore. Awesome, awesome interview. Just an awesome person, honestly. Like she, Robbie, she is so well spoken. Yeah. That it may, honestly like just it gets me every time I talk to her because I'm like, dang, I ask like this super simple question, like, you know. How does it feel out there? And she'll take it and like just make it into like this beautiful thing. And I'm like, oh my god, people are gonna think I'm. A- I asked like this great question. And no, it was like the most simple question ever. And yeah. she, just, she just takes and run with it. Um, if you know, if you don't make it in running, Karina, you could definitely make it in media. You're, you're awesome. That's definitely uh, like the biggest. I've talked about this a little bit, but the best part about covering high school sports is that like a higher percentage of the athletes aren't coached as much on what mm-hmm. to say, and so it's just like very authentic. Yeah. And uh, and. You know, these kids have great, very unique personalities. Yes, and breaking news: uh, the, all the girls' tops, all the top girl runners, at least at that meet, uh, have a group chat together. So, her and, and Maddie Russin. Oh, even from not Point. the same school. Yeah, yeah. Maddie Russin from Crown Point, who finished second, and then uh, That's pretty cool. Jalen Burgos finished third from Crown Point. They all have a group message together, and they and Karina told me that they uh, they they have fun, they joke around, but they also like you know throw a text in there how'd you in your race today to kind of see where they're leveling out with each other so that's awesome and then uh, like I said the uh, uh, Gabe won the individual boys title and then the team came in second crown point boys took on the team title and uh, Lowell girls and all seven of their girls finished in the top 11 and uh, they took home the girls title so it was a, it was a pretty cool day it was, it was a fun day to be out there it was cold super cold super windy but um I, you all know I, lo- I love my runners I, I love going out there just to support them and, and get them some coverage and it was, it was a good time i think even next week this uh actually this upcoming weekend at lemon lake will be even more fun with valparaiso coming in Chesterton coming in um i'm pretty sure valpo girls and boys to come their sectional titles last week and then you got you know Chesterton is obviously strong as well and you know, you got you got Highland as far as Lucas Guerrero's over there doing some big things. Um, so, uh, I feel like there's so many really good runners, honestly, in the yeah. region. It's kind of cool. I like the not like the non-class sports yeah. where everybody is just kind of in the same yeah. pot. It's kind of a nice little little refreshing switch up, you know. Yeah, for sure. And then like you had Maddie Russin commit to Indiana a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Then you had uh, Gabriel Sanchez commit to. Uh, uh, Indiana uh, just last week and then you got you know Gino Cristio Cristio Finale uh, from Crown Point who has a committed who's he's one of the top mm-hmm. runners in the state as well um, you know so th- there's a, a ton of talent just in this region area and, and I mean big talent uh, if y'all read my story from from about Maddie Russin she turned down Oregon to, to go to Indiana so yeah that's not bad yeah I mean <laughs> and don't get me wrong like Indiana is is a premier premier program for what for what she's doing as far as the 800 and middle distance but i mean to yeah, even Oregon is, is especially i think people don't realize like for the non you know non football non basketball yeah. sports like they a lot of times dominate those like they've got a great yeah. softball team mm-hmm. uh i believe like track and field they're they're really yeah. strong at and all that because they have all the nike money yeah so i mean that's um 
that's like a premier school for those sports. Yeah, I, I mentioned it to my dad. I was trying to explain it to him. Like, Oregon for track and field is like Duke in men's basketball. Yeah. Like, it is the standard. So That's amazing, to like, down, to get an offer. Yeah, that. yeah, which lets you know how strong the region is in running. So, again, it was, it was a great weekend over at the Ebron sectionals. I'm sure it'll be great at regionals. And uh, a lot of teams are, have big goals, and, and they should. And, and it's interesting to see, I think, you know, how the Lowell girls will fare against the Valparaiso girls, who are very good as well, and led by Ava Gileana, who's, a, who's, a, who's a, also another D1 caliber runner. So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited for it, and I know um, that the fans are obviously are excited for it as well. And like I said, I love my runners. Stay warm. Have fun. And, and I don't know if I'll see you out there. i got to figure out what I'm doing this Saturday. But... Either way, I'll keep up with what goes on and hopefully check back in next week with more news on that. And on that note, we'll switch over to soccer. And I know, Robbie, you had yeah. an interesting, interesting weekend uh, covering a team that, you know, who has a head coach who still, however, you know, for <laughs> whatever reason, hasn't lost the game. Yeah, so I unfortunately I missed, like, Saturday with sectionals because I uh, abandoned the, the times and uh, went off to a wedding in Charlotte. Yes, he left yeah. me hanging for his <laughs> other friends, y'all. Uh, hey, uh, uh, it had been so long since I've been to a wedding. It was such a weird feeling, uh, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, so, uh, but I was at the regional, or the sectional semifinals, mm-hmm. which actually was the big game Yeah. Uh, at the Valpo sectional for Class 3A. That was on, like, I think it was on Thursday, yes, Thursday. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then they had the day off and then the sectional title game. Uh, so that was, that was Chesterton and Crown Point. Also, uh, Merrillville beat Valpo at Valpo, which was, which was a pretty impressive win. Yeah. And so, I mean, Chesterton and Crown Point being number one and number two, I thought that, you know, it was kind of a shame that it was the later game. So mm-hmm. just the way our deadlines work, especially on weekdays, for, for those who don't know, it's it's with a game starting at like 7.15 p.m., it's it's difficult to yeah. get a full-length story written and edited in time. So I only got like 150 words for that one. But I was still there, and it still, you know, helps in terms of reporting on Chesterton and, or Crown Point, you know, whoever would have won going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Chesterton put on the best display that I've seen from them since I started covering uh, wow, boys' soccer. Four nothing against Crown say. Point. Yeah. yeah, four nothing. Uh, they just... Uh, they just dismantled them, and, and Crown Point has had such an excellent season. It's really a shame that um, just the way, you know, it's, it's bad luck. It's bad yeah. luck, and so the second-best team in the region, clearly. I think I had Morton ranked number three in my final uh, my final rankings, and they beat Morton like 6-2 to two mm-hmm. at a game that I was at. Uh, maybe it was 6-3, I can't remember. But I, So Crown Point then doesn't even make it to the sectional title game just because they got a a bad draw, and unfortunately they're in Chesterton's sectional. (laughs) Um, Chesterton, in my opinion, is the favorite to win state again. I know that they're not ranked number one in the the coaches poll, but I I think they've kind of earned the benefit of the doubt in a lot of ways just from winning it last year, bringing nearly everybody back, and having a better offense, better attack this year than last year. Uh, So... That was a really impressive display by them. They just dominated. And so they're going to head into regionals and get a rematch with Northridge, who they beat last year. Just a total barn burner where there's a controversial penalty called at the end that, like in double overtime, I think, that gave Chesterton the win. Uh, the Northridge players, fans, coaches, everybody were really upset. Pitchforks. So, pitchforks. Pitch you know, this was the closest that I, I've seen a game come to that. Um <laughs> So it's going to be, I am expecting this to be a chippy game. I think that, I'm, I'm, I expect Lucas Sabedra is probably going to 
talked to his players before about keeping their cool because you can't get somebody like suspended for you know the next game as you continue to move forward right, in the competition right, right. yeah um but with, they, you know that suspension last yeah year, they so. did yeah yeah and, and they don't want to do that again certainly so that's gonna be that's gonna be a fascinating game in class 3a and yeah lucas sabater still hasn't lost a game in his now he's coming up on two full seasons in charge i can't remember what his record is like it's 37 0 and 4 or something like that it's or maybe it's 30 i think it's 42 games now 42 matches because they beat merrillville um so maybe that that might have to be a future story um aside from chesterton uh griffith is um griffith is in class 2a and they advanced they kind of got the monkey off their back i was talking to um castillo perez the head coach for them that's how he termed it they hadn't won a sectional since 2008 they were in the same sectional as bishop null last year Mm. same kind of situation where they had a good team you know similar to um to crown point they had a really good team they got a bad draw tough team state champion eventually in their sectional uh this year they got over the hump and um they're gonna play west lafayette which has a guy uh who has scored 44 goals already this season so that's gonna be a tough challenge but um you said 44? 44, yeah, yeah. And oh. So in like 20-ish games? That is unbelievable. Or maybe even less than 20 matches. Uh, he scored four against Boone Grove in the sectional championship game. So that's <laughs> – and Boone Grove's pretty good. So I, I, that's pretty unbelievable. Uh, Lake Central is in 3A, and so they're going to be at the same – so I'm, I'm going to be out in Mishawaka at Penn covering that regional uh, – Lake Central is on the other side of the bracket from Chesterton, obviously. They're going to be playing, I, I think, Elkhart Central, one of the Elkhart schools. And uh, so then the, the winner of that match will play the uh, the winner of that Chesterton match. Lake Central had a good win over Morton to win that sectional, a little bit of an upset, if, if we're being honest, I think. Uh, and then in 1A, Morgan Township and Andrean are both into regionals. They're also on opposite sides of the bracket from each other. But... Uh, you know, pretty decent chance that one of those teams is uh, is going to be able to at least make it to the, the regional final and maybe have a chance to get to semi-state. I haven't talked to either of those two coaches yet, um, but I'm I'm looking forward to doing so. So I mean, that kind of wraps it up on that kind of sums, sums it up on the boys' side. But I think we're gonna have more interesting stuff on that next week because, uh, based on my experience at the 3A regional last year, I mean, it was just insane. It was three ridiculous games all really close i think two of them went to overtime controversial calls which of course always adds flavor to the game uh i'm expecting big big things on saturday yeah i mean it should be fun and then on the, on the girls side we got uh munster who advanced uh they took down i believe it was ec central oh no actually it was ec central um in the sectional championship game um that was kind of a given. The, the real championship in that section was them and Crown Point. They were able to edge them out 3-2. Um, uh, and then we also had Boone Grove advanced over Andrean. Boone, uh, Boone Grove, they, they had a girl on their team, Lexi Darnell. She recorded her 100th career goal in that section championship game. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of like a storybook movie ending type of thing. Mm-hmm. And they, they were able to claw to a 2-1 victory in overtime. I was at that game. It was super cold, super fun. And then uh, they'll play Covenant Christian, uh, another school from our region, uh, this weekend in Class A. And then we also have Wheeler moving on. Uh, those of you who have been under a rock, Wheeler's pretty good. <laughs> they went to two back-to-back uh, Class A state championships, and now they moved up to 2A this year. And actually, they're, um, if, I don't, if I remember correctly, they're actually undefeated this season. They haven't lost a game in 2A. 
and uh, they're actually. Yeah, you, you would think they to, have a good chance, yeah. Yeah, to uh, do some damage. And I, and the I, last two years, they lost to Evansville Modern Day, and yeah. so that's kind of a weird... I think it's just a little bit different. If you're losing to, like, a private school, a Catholic school that just happens to be loaded, you know, in Class 1A, that's a little bit different. Like, those are kind of extenuating circumstances as opposed to if you get there twice and you lose to two different 1A schools that are public schools, then maybe, yeah, you could mm-hmm. imagine that moving up to 2A would be difficult, mm-hmm. but that wasn't what happened like they ran into a kind of a juggernaut like both seasons oh for sure yeah i mean and and brian murray talked about how uh he felt his team might have been or some of the girls on the team might have felt like they were a bit uh slighted because they lost so much talent with larry green last year in that senior class but again they've proven that they're a top tier program no matter who's out there I yeah. mean, you don't go undefeated in the regular season and get to this point in the season uh, without being very good, so that that's exciting for them, and, and obviously I'm I'm excited to see what happens. And then we got Valpo in uh, Class 3A. They're going to play Penn for the second time this season. They beat Penn earlier this year, two to one. But obviously that's that was like a third or fourth game of the year, and a lot yeah, of change. Things have changed, you know, yeah. fr- from from now until then. I mean, look at look at Valpo themselves. They lost four zero to Chesterton earlier in the year, and then they come back and beat Chesterton to win the sectional championship. So that's, that's a crazy turnaround. Yeah, it's, it was it was honestly just crazy. And I talked to Coach Rob uh, Cespedes about it, and he was saying that his, his players uh, had opportunities to score and they just couldn't get the ball in the net. But, you know, when it came down to it, they got it done in PKs, and he doesn't care how they win as long as they, you know, win and then keep advancing. So at this point in the season, I mean, your goal is just to stay alive for another week and, you know, mm-hmm. keep it going. So... Uh, I'm not sure which game I'll be at this weekend. I've talked over with my editor and kind of figure out where I'll be, but I'll be glad to put the car on the road and, and get out and see some of the teams that are still alive in the postseason. Hopefully, hopefully, although I love you, Boone Grove, uh, you know, wherever I go at the press box because it was cold out there. It was cold. It was freezing. <laughs> James, uh, you've gotten soft. Oh, man, I, I am as soft as they come. I should have had my long underwear on. <laughs> I heard a great – so there was a – this was kind of funny. When we were in the – Valp, I think it was when we were in the Valpo press box for that Merrillville game. Like Barrett Kuhlman, the coach for boys basketball at Valpo, usually comes up there and he makes the rounds in the press box mm-hmm. because he knows all the people, like mm-hmm. you know, um, working for for Valpo High School at the game. And usually, he, if there's a reporter there, obviously he knows us too. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm ready for basketball season. I, I was talking to him. I'm like, I'm ready for the season. Because, you know, at that point, it hadn't gotten cold yet, really. I'm like, mm-hmm. but I'm like, it's coming. And uh, I'm all about uh, the, you know, indoor sports or whatever. He's like, my wife always says that she's glad that I'm a basketball coach because she likes climate-controlled sports. So I like the – that's a new phrase of mine, climate-controlled sports. That's man. that's what we're fans of here. I say it every single time <laughs> I go to a game. I'm like, man, this is why I play basketball in high school. I'm too soft for all this. You know, if it rains, the game still gets to play. Oh, yeah. You know, there, there's no none of that type of stuff. And then you're a shorts and a T-shirt or shorts and a you know, sleeveless shirt. So my type of game. But either way, like I said, I'll be glad to support – you know, the region teams down there stay with some coverage. And I'm not down there state, but down further in the state uh, for some coverage, and it should be fun. Um, moving on to probably the biggest uh, topics of the week, which is pretty much every week, is football. Um, we have the sectional draws. They came out, and the most notable one, uh, at least for week one, has to be Hobart and uh, Morton going at it. This will be at Morton. Um, and both, you know, if they both went on Friday – They'll both be their sec- they'll both be their conference champions, and they're going head to head in in week one of the That's postseason. A big one. So. That's what I, I want. Yeah. I want seeding. Yeah, playoffs, yeah. Man. It's it's crazy because I mean, that 
to me, that's probably the championship in that section right there. Um, but it, it, it'll be fun to see, mainly because uh, Cradell Prather for Morton, who is their uh, starting quarterback, he got injured in week one. Their only loss of the season and has been out since then. He's going to come back this Friday for senior night against Clark and then uh, play in that in that sectional opener against Hobart. So they're going to be at full strength. And the, uh, Paris Hewlett, who's been their backup quarterback or their starter while he's been out, has been phenomenal. I think he's something – it's like something or 16 or 18 touchdowns, no, no interceptions. So yeah. I mean, that's, what, that's what can exactly you what, when the When the second-string quarterback steps into that situation, I feel like you, just, you ask them, like, hey, you don't have to throw for – 200 yards every game yeah. like just don't turn the ball over yeah and, I think and he's, he's done as well as you possibly can as he possibly can in that area sure. and then a lot more like in terms yeah. of actually being able to you know captain an offense yeah i was gonna say he's definitely not just like the oh just like manage game manager the game yeah type. no, no yeah. He's, he's, he's he's a playmaker yeah and i think the interesting thing is this team's been rolling with him it's almost like yes credo Payton is coming back but how does he look? I haven't seen him yet, so I'm like, is he 100%? Because if he's 100%, then I think he's definitely their top quarterback. But at the same time, uh, I don't know how much you put into the rhythm factor, but they're, they're rolling right now. They've won, I believe, seven straight games, yeah. and, and they're 7-1, and, and and he's been, you know, I mean, they've put, over, put up over 40 points in their last five games, so it's not like he's doing a bad job back there. Right. So it's a great problem to have for Coach Sean Kinsey over there. And uh, we'll see what the Brickies can do to kind of slow them down. It's going to be fascinating because Hobart, after the two early losses, has been pretty they've much been unstoppable. They've been rolling as well. Yeah. I don't think they've lost a the game either. So. No, yeah, they haven't. And, I mean, the two – so the the loss to Chesterton at home, like at that point, we thought that was – maybe not a, like a bad loss would be too strong because all the 6A teams are at least, you know, like mm-hmm. solid uh, relative to smaller schools in the region. Mm-hmm. But – I didn't think Chesterton was going to be good going into the season. Shout out to Mark Peterson, who sandbagged a little bit, I would say. Uh, I respect it, and it, you know that was to his team's benefit, uh, certainly. You know, nobody was patting them on the back coming into the season, and as a, you know, I think not as a result, but they've had plenty of motivation, and they're up to 6-2 and two on the season. So now we know that losing 21-13 at home to Chesterton is not a bad loss at all. No, um, no. That's a – I mean, Hobart, if they played that game again, they would hope to win, but – those are two really good teams, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, and then they, they, they lost 21 nothing, I think, to Merrillville. Maybe not a great performance by Hobart offensively, but I don't know that there's really that much shame in it considering how Merrillville, how good Merrillville is. Mm-hmm. So, I think we just thought that those losses looked significantly worse at that point in the season mm-hmm. than, you know, like than they do now, because now you look back at it, it's like, well, that. I don't really take anything from those games from Hobart's perspective, to be honest. Other than that, they can be competitive with Cheston, one of the top teams. Uh, and then you look at the rest of their schedule, clearly, I mean, I voted them for our poll, I voted them number four, I think, this week. Mm-hmm. So they're um, they're rolling. It's going to be fast. Like, it's, that's why I think it's just a shame that one of these teams has to lose their first postseason game. Yeah, I mean, Again, the, the seating makes things interesting, luck of the draw, but at the same time, uh, I guess I'm excited from a reporter standpoint because you get a really good game. We're off the bat to start the postseason. Yeah, that's that's true. It does help us in that we can, you know, we obviously we're going to, like I think you're probably going to be at the game, I yeah. would assume, and, and we'll, you know, have hopefully really good coverage of it, whereas if that happens later down the line, there's a lot of good games kind of overlapping the same yeah. week with each other. So. I think this does kind of help us out, to be honest. Obviously, another uh, game to look at will definitely be Merrillville uh, at home against uh, 
Lafayette Jeff. Lafayette Jeff is averaging, I believe, 55, like, 0.6 points per game this year or something. like. That's unbelievable. <laughs> they are – I mean, and they're undefeated too. So, it, I mean, it, it's going to be definitely a high-octane game. I'm, I'm interested to see how Maryville's defense responds. They've uh, shown in spurts this season that they can be very good. But at the same time, it's like how much can you limit an offense that's just pouring on people yeah. all year long. So – We'll see. Um, Brad C. said he has a lot of respect for that program, and he knows the coach uh, fairly well, and, and, and we'll see how it goes. And he did say that the loss against Valpo is kind of – he's he kind of implored his team to use it as, 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 like, use that pain and use that anger and maybe that frustration they felt with that loss to remember, like, this is a very delicate season. Like, you know, all of this could be over very soon. And with so many seniors in, on their team – I don't know if they're going to be like the same next year. I mean, I would yeah. hope, you know, you, you hope if, if you're a Pirates fan or a Pirates player that you can relive this same type of uh, kind of rise in the DAC. But, I mean, they have a ton of seniors, and in, in football more so than any other sport, you need those bigger players, bigger bodies, and just more experience to have that success. So they have a very strong senior class, headlined by Jeremiah Howard, who just signed with NIU, Northern Illinois That's University. That's big time. Um, and again, you got Martez Lewis going. To, he's going to Minnesota, and you and you have a you know, just a plethora of guys who had the potential to play at the next level. So we'll see. I think if they could hand pick the ideal opponent leading into that game, mm-hmm. they would pick Chesterton mm-hmm. because both Chesterton and Lafayette Jefferson pass a lot and yeah. score a lot of points. Obviously, so Chesterton doesn't have really the great run game mm-hmm. but Chris Mullen is a very good quarterback only a sophomore and he's he leads the region in passing if you want to see a great passing offense to prepare for Lafayette Jeff yeah. that's the team that you would pick to sort of prepare for them and obviously like it's not like we're not talking it's not like it's a preseason game Maryland mm-hmm. wants to win that game they need to win it to to stay alive for the DAC and they need to win it if Alpo wins they still need to win it to clinch second all by themselves mm-hmm. so it's not like they're going to be really experimenting that much but you do get a look at a potentially like an explosive passing offense mm-hmm. in a team that passes the ball a lot only two weeks now before you have to face maybe the like one of the top passing offenses, maybe number one even in Indiana. Yeah. So I mean it's it's exciting stuff. Obviously there's still one more regular season game to go. Um and, and we'll figure out where we're at for those <laughs> in the next few minutes we go talk to our editor, but um, it, it's almost like you just want everyone to stay healthy for this last week and, and get things rolling for that second season. So it should be fun. And on that note, Robbie, uh, what was the best thing you saw this week? Uh, it, it might be, I don't know. Some... The non-wedding category. <laughs> um, I, well, hmm. I mean, I think it was probably just uh, – I had a cool time yesterday at VU talking to Javon Freeman Liberty, who I think is set for a big season. That's so. That's a non-prep category. I would I would go with that. In terms of high school sports, I mean, I would just go back to that Chesterton Crown Point game. That was uh that was one of the best displays I've seen in a while from a boys soccer team. I would, I mean, considering Crown Point beat Morton pretty badly early in the season, mm-hmm. to be able then to do that to the team that did that to Morton is sort of shocking in some ways. Uh, and then, I mean, I think that whole sectional was, like, pretty entertaining. Uh, it was cool to see Merrillville, who uh, they've had some guys who have been hurt this season, and, you know, Jacob Maldonado and uh, Nico Jukic, mm-hmm. who all of a sudden have come back and are playing well again. That's kind of cool to see because 
you know, maybe I'm sure at some point with those guys, they kind of wondered, like, I'm sure there was some doubt, like, will I get back to 100% this season? And it's great that the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, from my perspective, the best thing I saw this week would definitely be just uh, not even taking credit for it, but just some of the feedback I've got on my, on my column about Lonnie Johnson Jr., who uh, paid for Curtis Walton Jr.'s funeral, the yeah. prep football player at Calumet that um, died or, or, or drowned at the school, um, I want to say maybe last month. And it's, uh, it's, it's a, it was just a tough situation to be in, super hard to even be put in a situation just from anybody's standpoint. I mean, from a reporter, I'm just kind of swooping in to do my job. But I think uh, I tried to portray that it was more than that for a lot of people. It was it was a loss of a young man's life. So uh, the best thing I saw or, or received from that, I got a message from uh, Curtis Walton's mom, and, and she basically just told me, thank you for sharing my son's story and, yeah. and keep up the good work. So um, not that I do reflect the recognition, but, I mean, to get recognition from – his mom that that was a pretty big deal to me yeah. just personally so i mean what i what stuck out to me about your column was the idea that uh as reporters when something like this happens we don't entirely know how to approach it in yeah. part because everybody grieves differently yeah. right yeah. and so you just want to be so so careful and respectful of their space and of mm-hmm. you know what they may be okay with talking about what maybe they won't want to mm. just a terrible situation so i think that's great to know that i think in especially in those situations when the family reaches out and says hey good job on this thank mm-hmm. you that that's big because we want to uh do right by them and yeah, you know sure. respect them for sure yeah i mean that's I, in, in a sense it was kind of like there's this this tragedy but there's also the sense of togetherness and if you guys haven't noticed that calumet team is doing some special thing this yeah, year they, they haven't given up a point since then yeah, so Actually. I mean that's I guess they're, they're they're playing a lot of them. If you ask them, they're, they're going to say they're playing for CJ and and obviously the the, the kind of the model of the team is long live CJ and to to kind of play and 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 extend the season as long as they can in his honor. So on that note, we'll be back next week with more uh, content, uh, a variety of things as we try to sleep and manage our uh, uh, work-life balance, Robbie. <laughs> with so much going on, we probably will fill out that part, but we'll make sure to bring you some great content.